Good morning. Blessed Sunday, Pastor Shane here, Worship Without Walls. I'd like to thank you for joining me here for Worship, Word, and Prayer. Um, as we come together this Sunday, I'd like us to think about all those that are battling cancer, those that are battling um, struggles that are even unseen. Let us keep them in our thoughts during this time. Um, the current sweatshirt that I'm wearing, Fight Like a Rebel, I got in support of a friend of mine who is battling breast cancer right now. And with that said, this shirt was a way for her to help try to bring in some kind of income and spread awareness at the same time. So. We will be lifting her up in prayer later on, as well as her family. Siblings, let us pray. Through the waters of oppression and death, Lord God, you lead a people into the burning presence of your love. As you fed them in the desert, now feed us with the finest of wheat, that we may know the liberating power of the Paschal Feast. Turn now to 787, give him thanks. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. We give thanks to you, O oh God, we give thanks. Let us switch gears over to our blue hymnal and our affirmation of faith. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord, who was promised to the people of Israel, who came in the flesh to dwell among us, who announced the coming of the rule of God, who gathered his disciples and taught them, who died on the cross to free us from sin, who rose from the dead to give us life and hope, who reigns in heaven at the right hand of God, who comes to judge and bring justice to victory. We believe that God, the Father, who raised him from the dead, who created and sustained the universe, who acts to deliver his people in times of need, who desires all men everywhere to be saved, who rules over the destinies of men and nations, and who continues to love men even when they reject him. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who is the form of God present in the church, who moves men to faith and obedience, who is the guarantor of our deliverance, who leads us to find God's will in the word, who assists those whom he renews in prayer, who guides us in discernment and who impels us to act together. We believe that God has made us his people to invite others to follow Christ, to encourage one another into deeper commitment, to proclaim forgiveness of sins and hope, to reconcile men to God through word and deed, to bear witness to the power of love over hate, to proclaim Jesus the Lord over all, 
to meet the daily tasks of life with purpose, to suffer joyfully for the cause of right, to the ends of the earth, to the end of the age, and to the praise of his glory. Amen. And amen. Let us turn now to the book of Psalm. And our psalm for today comes from Psalm 149. Let us begin. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. The Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praise of God be their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them with written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Here ends our reading from the book of Psalm. Thanks be to God. And our opening hymn this morning is, He Has Made Me Glad. will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his heart with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord hath made. Rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, oh, he has made me glad. Rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He's made me glad, I'll rejoice, for he has made me glad. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart, I will enter his courts with praise. We'll say this is the day that the Lord hath made, rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, oh, he has made me glad. Rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, oh, he has made me glad. I'll rejoice, for he has made me glad. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I'll say this is the day that that Lord hath made. Rejoice, for he has made me glad. 
He has made me glad, oh, he has made me glad. Rejoiceful, he has made me glad. Made me glad, oh, he has made me glad. I'll rejoice, for he has made me glad. Rejoice, for he has made me glad. Amen. And amen. Our first reading for today comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1 through 14. Let us begin. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, let him take the neighbor next to his house. Take it according to the number of the persons according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of its first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now, you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the door posts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of the remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now, the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you memorial and you shall keep it as a feast of the Lord throughout your generations you shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance seven days you shall eat unleavened bread on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses for whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day that person shall be cut off from Israel here ends our first reading thanks be to God Siblings in Christ, please join me in prayer. Lord God, 
a friend to those in need. Your Son, Jesus, has united our burdens and healed our spirits. We lift up the prayers of our hearts for those still burdened, those seeking healing, those in need within the church and within the world. Lord, we lift up to you our sisters, Jen and Kelly, and their family. We look to you for your continued healing grace and guidance as Jen goes through her struggle with cancer. We look to you, Lord, to grant them ease of mind and healing. We lift up to you, Robin and her family. We lift up to you, Amanda, Ryan, Teddy. We lift up to you, Jackie and Joe. And may your healing grace shine down upon Jackie. We lift up to you, Daisy, Dan, you'll, Mandy, and Ace. We lift up to you, Dee. We lift up to you, Caden. We lift up to you, Courtney, and Lennox. We lift up to you, Linda. That her struggle through her mental health and her depression would be eased, and that you would help guide her to the help that she so seeks and needs. We lift up to you, Beth, Ray, and Max. We lift up to you, Nora, and ask that your healing hands shine down upon Nora and her family. We lift to you, Pat, that you would help her through her troubles and her tribulations. We lift up to you, our other sister, Pat, that you would continue to help her in her move and her transition. We lift you, Lord, other sister Pat that you might continue to heal her and guide her in her age we lift up to you Bonnie Muriel we lift up to you Creed Chris T and Lance and we ask that you bless the Rainbow Youth Project and all they do to help youth who are being persecuted all around this country and around the world we lift up to you, Bob and his wife. We lift up to you, Val and Timoth. We lift up to you, Rihanna and her family. We lift up to you, Brianna. May you continue to give her strength, Lord, in all of her recovery from stroke as she rebuilds her life. We lift up to you, Thomas. We lift up to you, our siblings who struggle day in and day out through mental health we lift up to you our children who battle through pediatric cancer. And we lift up to you our sisters and brothers who face mental health or face cancer this day. Lord, we also lift up to you our siblings in the 2SLGBTQIA community who face ongoing assaults and battles. And we look to you, Lord, for your continued guidance and strength in all things. And we ask that you hear our prayers, that we may love with our whole being as well, Lord, and be willing to share the concerns of our neighbors as our own. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.
and amen. Our next hymn for worship is Jesus, Jesus, fill us with your love. Jesus, fill us with your love. Show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. Kneels at the feet of his friends, silently washes their feet. Master who acts as a slave for them. Jesus, Jesus. Fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. Neighbors are wealthy and poor, varied in color and race. Neighbors are near us and far away. Jesus, Fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. These are the ones we will serve, these are the ones we will love. These are the neighbors to us and you. Jesus, Jesus. Fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. Kneel at the feet of our friends, silently washing their feet. This is the way we will live with you. Jesus, Jesus. Fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. Amen and amen. We turn. once more to our Bible, to our second reading today. And our second reading for today comes from the book of Romans chapter 13 and it's verses 8 through 14. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. 
Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkardness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Here ends our second reading. Thanks be to God. Siblings in Christ, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not to temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please join us once again in prayer. God of love and compassion, we ask you to dedicate the tithes and offerings we bring to worship. We do this in hope that you will do more with them than we could ever do on our own to heal the brokenness and division in our world. Remind us that the work of reconciliation does not get removed from our list because we put something in the offering. And that mission field is within our arms reach. This we pray in the Redeemer's holy name, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Siblings in Christ, if you feel so compelled to tithe with this ministry, please click on our profiles, click on our links, and there are different ways that you can tithe and donate. And know that anything you tithe or give goes directly to helping those who are in need. We turn now back once again into our Bibles to the Gospel of our Lord. And the Gospel of our Lord today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 18th chapter, verse 15 through 20. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take with you one or two more, that by mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, Tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Here ends our scripture from the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to Christ. 
And thanks be to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns and died for us. As we switch gears this morning, we are brought to our portion of service of our message for today. And our message for today, or this week, I have entitled Problem Solver. And I want to begin this morning by asking all of you, what does it mean to be a problem solver? Now, I guess it depends on the context we are talking about this in, right? For many, if we're talking about it when it comes to related problems with work or with getting something done, it might look a lot different as a problem solver compared to someone who is a problem solver when it comes to disagreements between two individuals. When we look at things, say, in regards to work, and we're trying to find other ways to accomplish something, a task, a job, maybe get something built, or whatever that case may be, we think of things in signs of critical thinking for problem solving, right? We think of the fact that we have to be able to think things through and be able to see things in a different light to be able to think them through. And I'm reminded of some of the words by my friend Jen over this past week in her struggle and her battle with cancer. Unfortunately, there are those that don't care how someone needs to work through their journey and their emotions and yet think it's okay to leave negative comments or hateful words. And in this she reminded them on their comments that everyone processes and deals with having cancer differently. Yes, there are those that would remain silent and keep it hidden from the world. And then there are those that would rather choose to use their journey as a way of being a beacon of hope to help others who might be in a similar journey. It's the same thing when it comes to someone who lost a partner. And you have others come on and say, well, based on my belief system, my partner was saved. The problem is the person that they are commenting to does not have the same belief system they are mourning, they are grieving, they are trying to learn a whole new life without their significant other. Instead of leaving words of encouragement, words of hope, they left words that were interpreted as, your partner wasn't good enough to be saved. And I don't truly believe that that was the case, that that individual's partner did not deserve to be saved, but I do believe that that is the interpretation anytime you see a comment like that. 
But what happens nowadays, we don't have that communication line, right? Because even in our gospel today, Jesus says that when we have sinned against others or we have discrepancies with others, we are supposed to go and talk it out. We are supposed to work to fix things through conversation. And when I think about that, I'm truly reminded of the fact that if it said, Jesus is saying that we are supposed to communicate, we're supposed to talk, right? It reminds me of something nowadays that is looked upon as demonized by many people who say that they are Christians. And that is restorative practices. When I think of restorative practices, I think of a way of having both parties who were hurt come to the table to understand each other's point of views. You see, restorative practices is the same way of communication that Jesus was talking about as a way to be able to Make it so that these things don't continue to happen, to keep people from committing worse crimes or worse sins. It's a way of being able to communicate your feelings, your thoughts, and hopefully allowing the other person to hear those things. When I look at these two things, Jesus' discussion of communication and talking, and the practices and restorative practices, I look at that as no different than couples counseling and therapy, or marriage therapy and counseling. If you've hit a rocky road in your relationship, because those are the points that come across, right? Well, how do I honor my partner and communicate in a safe space to communicate? How do I get my point across to my partner so they can hear me and that they, I can hear them when all that happens is we both get frustrated, break down, and start yelling at each other? And at once the anger and the yelling starts, everything else is shut off. And when I asked at the beginning of this, of what does it mean to be a problem solver, I was looking at you, siblings, to find out in what ways do you help solve problems? When we see kids in schools having a problem, and many times I look at that from the standpoint of why? Why is that child having a difficult time? You see, I saw opening day at the school that I work for during the week, a video on sometimes those teachers that staff are a child's safe place to interact. And when the way you discipline a child 
is taken negatively, that child no longer is going to feel safe to talk to you. I'm reminded by all the laws coming into play in the schools that are being fought in the courts when it comes to our 2S LGBTQIA plus siblings, where schools are trying to mandate that if a child tries to change their pronouns or their name or their gender identity, that the school is going to basically out them to their families, causing more grief and more harm. So what is going to happen is these children are going to feel unsafe walking into school, which means their learning level is already going to be impaired and diminished going into school because of these hateful laws and rules that are being passed. What that also means is that these children have to feel completely unsafe when it comes to the people that take the oath daily to go to school to help educate them and protect them. I say this because we're talking about being a problem solver, right? So where is the problem and how do we solve it? This is where that critical thinking comes into play. This is where those restorative practices come into play. But with restorative practices, there's not the ability to get angry. I mean, you might get frustrated, but you have to focus on how you reply, how you interact. And typically, hopefully, there's a moderator or mediator facilitator sitting there to help with those practices. In Jesus' case, he says, go talk to your brother and your sister, your siblings, and try to figure this out. However, when I think about these things and I think about solving problems, I prefer to think of things from the aspect of love. And when I say the aspect of love, I think of our scripture passage from Romans, which it says that we owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. So when you think of posting that comment that might be taken as hate, that might affect the person in a negative way, Think of it from the point of love. Because if love conquers all, then love is the ultimate problem solver. Love can bring back community. Love can bring back connection. Love can grow our churches again. There's many things in this world that can be solved and are problems to be solved. But if we walk through this world from that point of love, then we walk through this world bringing love into the equation to help solve the problems. We no longer look at someone as just a thug or a juvenile delinquent. We no longer look at somebody as being demonized. But we look at them as a human being on which we are to love. When I hear rhetoric being spoken in media and such things, 
in regards to my siblings in the LGBTQ community and in regards to my friends when it comes to different posts that they see and comments. I try to guide how I respond with love, but I also try to respond from a standpoint of this is not okay and this is not loving action of which that individual is doing. Condemning people, demonizing people, making laws to ultimately eradicate someone's way of life because you don't agree with it is not loving. It's not honoring what Jesus has guided us to do. It's not honoring the commandment of love thy neighbor. It doesn't honor the other commandments. As far as bear false witness or lie or steal, in many cases, it actually does the opposite. Stating these falsified claims bears false witness. Stating these falsified claims steals this peace from someone else because they have to live a life in fear. But in all ways, I look to Jesus' words in love. I look to the fact that in most cases, we can fix many problems through talking it over. But ultimately, we have to become that problem solver. We have to become that truth speaker, that speaker of love and light. And we have to bring that love and light to the situation to become a problem solver. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you on this blessed morning, thankful for the scripture reminders and thankful for the guidance from your son, Jesus. We look to you for your continued discernment, your continued guidance, and your continued strength as we go about our days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Our final hymn this morning is Here I Am, Lord. Please join me from where you are listening. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send? Here I am. 
visit I, Lord. I have heard you calling in the night, and I will go, Lord, if you I, the Lord of wind and flame, I will set the poor and lame, I will set a feast for them, my hand will Finest breads I will provide Till their hearts be satisfied I will give my life to them Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord is it I, Lord? I have heard you sing in the night, and I will go, Lord, if you lead me. siblings in Christ. I want to pre-let everyone know that ultimately in the winter we donate hats, scarves, and mittens. So as a quick announcement, if anybody feels so inclined to tithe, they can either tithe directly fiscally and I will go purchase those items, or if you would like to tithe by donating those items. Typically the schools prefer new items for the most part, or handmade items so if you feel so inclined to tithe and contribute to this drive i know it's only september but winter is around the corner and there are those out there in need please feel free to reach out to the ministry or send me a message directly and i can let you know how with that said let us pray God among us, 
we gather in the name of your Son to learn love for one another. Turn our feet from the evil paths and our hands from shameful deeds, our minds to your wisdom, and our hearts to your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Fellow siblings in Christ, go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.